Uh, I'm Brian. I'm Jim. Jim. Um, just to give a little bit of background here, um, so like we said, uh, we both have um, past where we worked in industry. I worked for Johnson Wax Entomology Lab and uh, chemical company. Um, Jim's. This is the waste disposal industry. I ran six, built six different businesses. Took the last one public. Um, finally, had such a long non-compete. Just on a fluke, I ended up substituting for a math teacher at Chicago Christian, and that sort of was my career. I realized my maturity level was about 18 on a good day. Um, so I fit right in. They were still laughing at my same jokes I was telling in the 70s. Uh, so it seemed like a, a perfect place for me to sort of roost. So I spent 17 years at uh, Chicago Christian before coming to Ileana. All right, so we'll get started here. So essentially, just to give you a, a baseline of where we're going, there's three types of people. There are those who learn from their mistakes. There are those who, who don't. And then there are those who learn from other people's mistakes. And part of what we want to do here is want to give you the opportunity to be in group three. Um, we often don't spend a lot of time there. Um, but the bottom line here is, is basically all the stuff that we've done, if we can do it, you can get an average crash test dummy to pull off. Uh, it's just what's, what's great about it, the way we've been doing it, is the kids see that it's okay to... Not everything, where everything doesn't always work the first time. Um, they're so worried about getting it right instead of taking a chance and seeing what happens. I mean, you have ideas of what's going to happen. But the goal in, one of the goals, is to get them to see that it's okay if it doesn't go how you thought it was going to go. You've still got something out of it. Now, how do you move on? What do you do next? That's, that's part of it. So we keep telling them to fail fast, and you're not failing fast enough. The faster you fail, the faster you learn. Yep. Uh, and, and this goes from the engineering standpoint um, with uh, some of the engineering classes we teach too. Um, uh, if, they, if, they're, if they're not trying, or if they're not failing, they're not trying. That's basically what you got to look at. Uh, so if you're not sure what hydroponics is, essentially it's, it's growing the plants without soil. Uh, the plants will spend, the roots will spend uh, some of their time in the solution, nutrient solution, or they'll be permanent in a solution with aerators and so on. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's got 90% efficiency with, with the water compared to traditional farming methods. We use 90% less water with it. Um, but, you know, we've got this really cool freight farm, and, and, but you don't have to go to that extreme. Uh, that's not how we started. Uh, we were fortunate enough to give, um, get some help from some uh, generous donors to make it even a bigger scheme. Um, but if it starts small and, and, and it go, you can increase and get more, more complex as time goes on. And you can apply this to kindergarten to college. Uh, there's, there's as many different ways you can put this together as you can think of. It absolutely is. So one of the things that we wanted to, to, to do is to, to not overwhelm you because we've had the advantage of working on this for a number of years together. Um, we're really a good team. Brian's extremely handy, so it helps if you have somebody that can fix, repair, um, because we're, we're constantly looking at our idea going, why did we do that? And we'll share some of those with you. Um, but we're operating in the hallway, we're operating in the room, we're operating in windows, and then as Brian said, we do have the freight farm, which is really sort of more over the top, and so we left that to the very, very end, uh, because that may not be where you're at now. And we should also tell you that we are certainly not experts on this. We're, we're, this is simply the path that we started on that I think connects a lot of other curriculums. Is that the next slide? Are you ahead of myself? No, a little bit ahead. Yeah, okay. I'll yeah. Okay. Um, so why do we do hydroponics? It, it seemed to be the simplest way to get our kids to do science rather than just learn about science. Think of all the different variables that go into growing a plant. How many different things you can change and not just you know, temperature, pH, uh, NPK, and, uh, nitrogen, phosphate, potassium, not just the values in the, in, in the ratios, but the time in which they're added. Like at different times in their development, you can add different rates. And the kids can do experiments on that. They can set up their own experiments. That's one of the things I'm doing in my ag science class, is the kids have to come up with making them become spinach experts. So they did all kinds of research on what the best way to germinate spinach seeds are, because they're notoriously stubborn. Um, their germination rates are low, especially in hydroponic. Um, we, I had the kids do 
They had to read five articles, watch five videos, and take notes on it and make a presentation. And they're going to do their, what they think is the best method to get a high percentage of germination. Uh, and so we're starting that, in fact, Monday, I think. Yeah, Monday. Um, but we wanted to develop uh, better communication and collaboration skills, and that's what goes on when we do the presentations, because they had to present what their experiment was going to be. Um, it allows us to develop all kinds of different cross-curricular stuff. The slide, I got backed up because I forgot to show you. Here, the logo. Um, one of our girls in, in our hydroponics club, that's her design. Uh, and so that's what we use now. So she developed the design, uh, and we're using it. That's our logo now. Um, and she's, she's thrilled with it. Um, yeah, here. Yep. Uh, oh, by the way, if you have questions, yeah, just, just easier, say, easier. say something through because it's not, you know, we're just telling you what we did, not, you know. Not a lecture. It's no. Not a um, <laughs> but one of the things we like, too, is we can teach them uh, about stewardship, uh, sustainability, and reducing your carbon footprint. Um, we donate a ton of our leafy greens to the food pantry uh, in Sauk Village. Um, and, you know, it's a group of people that go to the food pantry that don't get Fresh leafy greens. the good stuff. And this is really, really good stuff. I mean, by the time leafy greens get to the grocery store, they're two weeks old, at least. And then by the time it gets to the food pantry, you know, this stuff is picked on most times Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. I've thought about this a little bit, and it seems like one potential hurdle to get over could be just like, are there any like FDA regulations that you have to go through to be able to give that to a food pantry? It's a good question. If, if you were going to a, um, a grocery store, yes. If you're selling at the farmer's market, if you're selling to your own community, if you're selling to a restaurant, no. Okay. Because all of those people are buying food at the farmer's market. You can see chefs there buying herbs, and we sell basil to two different restaurants. Um, and no, that's that's not an issue. Mm -hmm. If you prep it, it's then a food yeah. license issue. So if like you're if cutting it, if our consumer science class wants to package ready-to-eat salads that they take out, then you have to have a license. Then you have to have you know your certification for cleaning and and and, and those things. Gotcha. That gets to be more problematic. But we started off, we were selling just to our own our own families. Mm -hmm. After school, we'd have a pickup day, and they just it was cash and carry, and yeah. Uh, yeah. we we were the pro. We sort of fell a little bit there because our sales went off. Well, when people learned that we were taking the salad to the, f the food pantry, mm -hmm. then a lot of people just said, oh, well, it should go to the food pantry. So our not, they didn't realize that they're actually sort of funding our science. Oh, yeah, right. And so our sales plummeted. So we were sort of victims of our own success. Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> liked it was going there, yeah, yeah. but they didn't realize that that was. Mm -hmm. And so then a few people, you know, donated, you know, yeah. sent us some money to help us keep our. Do you want to talk about the. Other thing, the um, membership thing, or no? Well, and we also then thought about coming up with a membership plan. Um, and so we're in the midst of kind of kicking that around, where people would simply pay for six months, you know, when school starts, and then every week they'd be able to pick up X amount of lettuce for them. And we also gave them the option to buy and pay for lettuce that went to the food pantry. That was at a little more of a reduced, uh, a reduced rate, so that we could kind of maybe keep both going. Uh, we, we haven't launched that yet. Yeah, we, well, you'll, you'll see. Yeah. You'll, we get into it. But that's, that's, that's our, it's an excellent question. Yeah. Yep. Um, anything else on here? No. We can go. Oh, good. Okay. I think so. All right. So th this is where we, we, when we were originally talking about the farm, we were trying to figure out how many different courses could we impact with, with the, the, the farm. And so that, at the time, was the container. Uh, but it could be any spot in your hallway. It could be like Steve has. He's got a small unit. Uh, that we were talking about before. And so here, we, we kind of came up with biology, that, that's logical, chemistry. Um, I have my AP kids uh, checking uh, nutrient levels all the time. Some of it we do wet chemistry, we titrate. Some of it we do by, by probes or colorimetry. Uh, we've been working and talking to the stats class, so when these kids do um, their, their, their tests, we can actually then get one of the stats students to run the statistics to see if stats there's class. any significance. Um, Physics, I'm trying to work in a little bit of the, the light. Uh, and then we're talking about even pumping water when we get to fluids. How do we get, you know, what's, what's, what's the, the, the head resistance in terms of pumping it? Our food and nutrition, uh, kind of back to your question, that's probably a little lower on the line just simply because of the hurdles we have to go through. And she doesn't have a permanent classroom where this would make as much, 
doesn't make it as easy as maybe we, we could if, if she had the classroom. Um, egg science is a class that came out of it. Um, the STEM part of it, uh, we had a water project, and, and you'll see that as well. And so we had a couple students work on coming up with 3D models for uh, watering our plants. And so the water Pass comes around. in, and uh, we can pass these around. And there's actually holes in the side, and so the water then squirts centrally onto the plant, and then it drains down and comes through. So that and sits on the soil, right? That's it. We don't have soil. It just sits on whatever medium we're growing in, right? Which, which could be either uh, we got the, oh, the clay pellets, these clay pellets, or carbonate, which is just a mineral, but it holds a ton of water. It's cheap. You see it in potting soil in the mix. Oh, the yeah, little white yeah. flecks. I used to think was styrofoam to just take up volume, and it, some of it might be, but it does float. Yep. Would you uh, sell this to some of us? Sure. Sure, we can. I think what we do is sell you the the, the file. If, unless you don't have the 3D printing capabilities, then we print them and just ship oh. them to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Now I'm curious, how much pressure is this going to drip or is it going to? It squirts. It squirts. It, it actually uh, sprays. We have a little video clip of. Ah, uh, you might not be able to see it, but but it okay. it, it shoots out. And, and there too, this? this went through a number. You know, the student would come down and say, "Well, how did it work?" Well, you know, three quarters of them weren't spraying water, and he'd stand there and go, "Huh." I don't just, just go back at it one, one more yeah. time. I, I don't know how many different versions he did. Yeah, three or four. But he was but on it. He's got a 3D printer at his house. I mean, he's like a 3D printing guru. So he was our go-to guy. But all of a sudden now, we've got a relationship with him. It's almost like he's a little bit of a colleague because he'll come in and check what are our needs. Mm -hmm. We bought our, recently just bought another one so that we could have one downstairs instead of constantly running upstairs. Um, and, and he sets it up, and he babysits it, and if it's not quite right, he tweaks it, and he'll never graduate. He'll be there for a number of years through academic snafus. Uh, but, but it's really a nice... It'll, it'll look, you know, look like an accident, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. So as, as we come through, what, what, I'm, what I'm trying... And, and the entrepreneurship is now starting to take place. We get, we get past COVID here. Um, uh, our entrepreneurship teacher and I have been talking about some things, and then you saw some of the opportunities then through through marketing and graphic analysis. But we really wanted something uh, that was going to be harder hit than than just a couple science classes, because we really didn't think that would that that would be worth the investment, uh, both on the school and, and our time. And so the other part of this is uh, also then the collaboration. It gets us talking in various departments. I think that's kind of good. I mm -hmm. think the faculty have been really very supportive and interested in it. That's been fun to see. And so uh, it, it, it's kind of created a nice nice hub. And we'll get to it. But the farm itself is just is just a tool. And you can see, because we've got plenty of pictures where we're just doing it yeah. in, in the regular classroom. One of the things I want to talk about the ag science class, one of I've been teaching for a while. Um, I've never had a class where I have you know, the, the, the real high academic kids and the kids who are just, they need to do something, they're not, they were never designed to sit behind a desk, okay? I got this class, I can have both sets of kids in that class, and it works wonderfully, okay? Because there are times when, you know, when I got, I got to do, we got to harvest, we got to transfer, we got to, and those kids who need to be doing things, they're doing things. And then when I got kids, when I got, like these projects where I did, we did a, a basal rack 2.0, I'll show you in a bit. But they're thinking and they're collaborating, they're working together, making presentations. So, I mean, you get to have the kids do both. I've never had a class where I could have kids who are, and I, I don't like saying it like this, but low on the academic end and high on the academic end. And probably a better way to put it is kids who just like working with their brains and kids who like working with their hands, I, I, to make it the, the extremes, okay? That class does it wonderfully. Um, so if you're thinking about doing it, this is an opportunity for that. Brian, can I yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a director of student services, so I work with our special ed department. And Brian was actually able to take one of our kids with autism and did an independent study with him, and he was able to learn some real-life job skills. So he, you know, Brian took him through the different steps, had him, like, work on one thing and moved on to the next and kept getting more complex with him so he could get some work. So it's on campus work-based learning for kids. Yeah. 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 So, you know, found a job. Yeah. Um, we're a very rural community, and, like, we have to go on a super uh, cheap method. 
Oh, we got you. Oh, we got you, we got you covered. Oh, good. This 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 is and you it's yeah. Oh, perfect. We got just the got thing. Yep. We do everything from 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 this to crazy to the, the trailer. We 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 left a trailer at the very end because most schools won't have a trailer. Right. It won't go that far. It's cool, but it's it's a it's just and, and really it's, it's icing on top of a money cake. I mean, it's really all it is. But it got to be a whole lot less. We, we have time. We'll tell you that story. But yeah. we, we basically <laughs> bought it after it got run into, um, and so it really wasn't worth much as it was standing. So one of the other we things we were buying it cheap, and we bought it even cheaper. So one of the other things we want to do is with the freight farm. Um, we'll show you that again. What we'd love to be able to do is get a shipping container bare, uh, an insulated one, and work, have these two classes here work very closely together to design a, another shipping container. Um, ideally, you know, build one, get, run it for a year, and then partially donate it to a community that would actually use it. We would have them come in, we'd train them, deliver it, work with them, you know, be a, their, their go-to people. Uh, and then get it out there so that they can. And then we'd like to, I'd like to do it again and again and again and again and again. Uh, and there's there uh, then there's always that connection. And when things would get better, uh, you know. That, so that's that's. I think we. Yeah, good, we, we yeah. gotta go. Yeah, we do. Okay. This is this is quick, and you guys know this. So we're, 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 we put some slides in because we just didn't know. But if you're teaching project-based learning skills, and neither one of us are experts, we, we sat in the CEA one, was it two years ago, mm -hmm. the last before we didn't have one, and we sat in there and said, we, we really need to do more of it. Mm -hmm. We need to do more of it across the, across the board, and this was an easy place to start. Chemistry is always a little hazardous. Um, physics a little easier. This just hit the sweet spot. Really good. Because you can do from, again, kindergarten through, depends on what you, you want to do. Uh, and I think they were supposed to send a link, uh, but I don't know about that, but we can check uh, for the presentation. But if there's stuff you want, you can just email yep. us. You want to, yeah, there we yep. go. This is how we started. We started with a, a couple tower gardens. Um, these are standalone systems. There's a 20-gallon tank, pumps water up through the top. It cascades down, hits the, the plants which are growing in that, in that rock wool. Uh, it's got a little access, so you can monitor the, the water quality. Um, you can buy light kits. We didn't buy light kits. You'll see we, we had a student, former student, uh, build some for us. We put our own lights on. Uh, then we got one donated with lights. Uh, you, you, can get, you can get started even cheaper than, than yeah. this, but I'm just, we, we've got a bunch of those can, suggestions. You can look on YouTube and find a gazillion different ways to do it. It's, there, it's not that hard. Now, one of the other things to watch is we bought probably... $18,000, maybe more, of hydroponic equipment from, I think, somebody who was growing cannabis and then got caught and then needed cash. And so we bought it all for three grand plus a letter of donation, and then Brian and I went and picked it up. And then how we work is we've got this huge van trailer, well, U-Haul, box truck. Yeah. We've got all this stuff in, and he looks at me and says, where are we Where are we putting those? And, I mean, this thing's packed. And it's like, oh, good question. Um, but we had it figured out by the next day. Yeah, so bad. now it's out uh, by where I keep my horse. It's sitting in a couple stalls. Uh, just, just you know, we go and get it. We use it like a supply depot. So we need a piece, and we'll show you. But, uh, and then, we so we started with club. We have a club period on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which is about 20 minutes. We went to window units, which we'll show you. Uh, those were ultra, really, really cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dutch buckets is is another one that we're doing. Um, we get we get free buckets from the grocery store. Um, we bought. There's kits. You can buy kits. And they come with they come with the the mesh bag, the the rubber gasket, uh, and the the elbows. Um, and it's oh, and, and the tubing, the yeah, tubing, the tubing, the, the tubing. Only, to the feed only part it. about hydroponics is you got to remember you're dealing with water, and it's always going to leak. It, yeah. It's always going to. You're going to have dribbles. You have to put it someplace yeah. where you can afford mm -hmm. them. Then we went to our basil racks. We'll show you. We're currently not doing the microgreens because the area we were doing well, it in. Well, we had to is, steal the lights, too. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, it's another one. And then uh, we've got our freight farm, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So we'll kind of take you through. So this is our window unit, okay? Um, and it's literally it's two-liter bottles, um, uh, horse and a quarter horsepower um, um, uh, utility pump. 
Um, some CPVC. Uh, it does have its ups and downs. Uh, it, 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 it was, it, you, you fight with little things. I'll show you a quick little video of it. Um, oops, sorry. So those are the, the clay pellets. Okay. And this the, the pop bottles, the, the closet-made um, shelving units. Um, we just kind of fit inside here. Now, fortunately, it fit in there nicely. Um, I just took a piece of uh, two pieces of plywood, uh, one on one side of the um, uh, bottle, one on the other side, on the other side of the of the grate. Ran a screw through it and clamped it in there, so it stays. Um, one then feeds down another to the next, but now you'll see where the problems come in. You can see um, roots like to go where there's water, and water likes to go downhill. And so, oh, sure, I could if I was. Oh, so this is this is where you have to, to fail fast. So we started this thing, and these plants were doing wonderfully, and then we kept having overflowing, and every morning we'd come in, there's water on the floor. Well. The roots went down in the tubing. The tubing's too small. Next thing you know, there's not enough water getting through. Water still, well, yeah. You're yeah. Your head. And, and, and going here. Yes. one of the things, too, is up at the top, which I don't think you could see, um, there's valves for each one of the tower, which each, each column. And so you have to tune them so they're all dripping at about equal rates and they're not overflowing. Those valves, they're a pain in the butt to turn just a tiny bit. So you'll need to put a wrench on there to give yourself a little more control uh, and it won't make you want to say bad words. But you asked about inexpensive. This That's one cheap. Is not inexpensive. Yep. I mean, you could grow flowers, you can grow. I mean, we, we picked tomatoes. I don't know if it was the best choice. Right. Um, and it's you hard to get them pollinated. They, they like more humid. We've done peppers, and they've done really, really well. Green peppers in here. Um, didn't we? No, yeah. we did peppers in Dutch buckets. We oh, did tomatoes in this. We did strawberries. We, oh, we did strawberries. In strawberries here. were doing great, but then in February, the sun's out a little longer, and they don't like hot at all. And the water temperature is getting to be 90 degrees in the tank because it's a south-facing window. So we ended up taking the strawberries out, and then we did uh, a deep water culture where we just floated them in a, in a tote, um, that light rack right there, uh, the one that's glowing, was sitting above it, and they were growing. We didn't have the right nutrients because we were being stingy, and we just were kept using the nutrients for leafy greens. But if you want fruit, you got to have a different NPK value. And so we got lots of bushes, lots of leaves, not the a lot of fruit. we got were good. They were good. Another one that was really inexpensive. It was a toad, a piece of styrofoam. Yeah. We put an aquarium aerator in there. Yep. And then we just we bought. The, the nutrients. Yep. Um, and, and Super easy. Yeah, deep water culture is e probably the easiest and least messy, yeah. I would guess. And it, it doesn't have the leakage because you're not moving the water. And right. And it's, you know, over the weekend, if, you know, if they use a little more water, it's plenty of water in there. Um, you just got to cut the styrofoam so it can constantly float. Because if, yeah. if it gets hung up, then the roots are hanging the dry. But again, um, nothing high tech. Yeah, well, the cords over there. Um, here we go. Okay, so it this had its ups and downs, and primarily it was the it was the root issue. But you know, if you have bigger tubes, uh, the caps um, you can get these caps that will thread on there, but they're not quite the right thread. They're really caps for putting on a spigot, like for blowing up water balloons, and the, those two threads don't quite mesh. You'll need to wrap Teflon tape around it, and then it's good. Okay, uh, we put a screen over the top of it too to keep debris out. Um, but other didn't than that, keep roots out. didn't keep roots out. No. Mm -hmm. But it looked really, really nice. It was I cool. Was making a really, I mean, put flowers in there. You put roses. Uh, you can. Yeah. Uh, this is the Dutch bucket system we talked about. So here are our peppers, and here are our tomatoes. But you can see we're growing this stuff, and it's cold outside. And this is in the corner of Brian's room, so right. this is not like you got to have some special space nope. or nope. It, it just happens to be a south-facing mm -hmm. and a, yeah, south-facing yeah. Right now we've got them set up for growing oregano because we're going to be selling that to uh, restaurants too. Um, and we put mylar, see these buckets are full with um, the perlite and you put the mylar on there because otherwise the perlite just turns 
and you just end up feeding the algae. Uh, so we put the mylar on there to reduce how much sunlight gets down to the top of the perlite. Um, and it also just increases the par value of that area too. So, And mylar is cheap. We bought a 75-foot roll for like uh, 30 bucks or something. And we're still using it. We're still using it, yeah. Um, this is where we were growing our microgreens. What's nice about the microgreens is this is perfect for little kids especially because it goes fast. Um, and you can eat your experiment. And you can, yeah, and, and they're really good. I, I don't, I'm not really a vegetable guy, but that was good. Those tasted like peas, and you didn't have the, the stuff that squirted out of the pea. That If you have texture issues, you know what I'm talking about. But otherwise, anyway, um, so... We grew peas. We yeah. grew radishes, um, celery. The celery is really, really good. good, really good. Uh, uh, it takes a while to, to go, uh, to germinate, but... Um, here you can see the kids. Now, you can buy felt um, that, that holds moisture in it. But what we, we ended up doing it was for another project we did, we got about, oh, 150 miles of burlap. And we just cut it. I mean, it came in these wraps. It came in this size. They just cut it off of a roll. We lay it in here. We put perlite down underneath it. And then we put uh, another layer of the burlap down and... and load our seeds on there. All I have to do then is I, I leave it a little long so I have a handle and I can peel them off. And so now I just got the roots here and all the perlite and water and gook here. I then take it and put another tray and I, for harvesting, <clears throat> I bought a hedge trimmer. One pass. Now, degrease it, bleach it, and just put vegetable oil on it and bleach it every time and, and it's good to go. Uh, we just, right now, we don't have, we, we walked away because we, we had to, you know, borrow from Peter to pay Paul to, to get more lights, and so we... Well, humidity is a factor. We had this growing in a yeah. storage room where also then the electronic babies and sewing machines yep. and all the other stuff were in there and fabric, uh, and we had shelves and shelves of this, and we were sort of wearing out our welcome. Yeah. Uh, so we moved oh. on to another space in the, in the, in the building. Yeah. Uh, but, but you do end up, so you got to be a little aware of moisture. Cautionary tale about broccoli. If you like broccoli, that's great. But it smells like death when you're growing it. Um, it it's horrid. And if it goes south... So some ventilation might be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And maybe just not broccoli because it's yeah. gross. Um, so these are the, the light racks. Um, we had um, a former student of mine who is a, uh, a metal worker... Uh, engineer, um, he fabricated these things for us, and they're they're super robust. You could um, I, that was way over the top. We didn't need anything quite like that, but you know, thank you, Drew. Um, but we're selling um, basil to a restaurant, Little Italy, and uh, they asked us for twelve pounds a week, and we were up to ten, eleven pounds, and then they said, "Well, we don't really need that much anymore." We're like, "Well, why?" Well, again, victims of our own success, we were giving them just the leaves. The other companies were giving them stems and leaves, and so they're only really using half. So we were giving them the absolute freshest basil they've ever you could possibly get. We harvest it on Thursday, and they have it in their hand Thursday afternoon. So they've got more basil than they know what to do with at this point, so now we're break, reaching out to other restaurants who can take some too. But you, what you could do here is we have three of them. We've played with different lights. Uh, as part of our project base, we've also put the PVC racks on top, so we put some fans on there to get fans going to see what impact, uh, you know, keeping the you know plant moving, um, keeps it keeps you know moisture moving. So it, it, it has some it has some benefits, mm -hmm. but again, none of this outside of the original original purchase. The lights are probably the most expensive component. Right. L lights have gone up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, so as time went on, we added, um, we were, our intention was to put the basil in our freight farm. Question, yep. Um, what are the cheapest and the best lights that you can get for a real small unit? We bought those we, on these Amazon. Here. Um, I literally, uh, go to Amazon, because that's what we did, and we went, well, these are small and cheap, and it's really just a matter of how many you put in there. What do you look for? What's the titles of? Uh, the, the name is actually Barina, I believe. 
Right, but we just went for hydroponic lights. Right, that's all we typed in. Gr uh, grow lights, grow LEDs. Yeah. But what we're finding out now is you can see these got the really cool. Uh, can, you, can you turn that one around so we can see? Oh, see okay. Well, it's, 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 because mo most everybody keeps going, why, why that color lights? Well, that's what the, the plants absorb. And they so use blues and reds, reds mostly. Specific and then we've got mylar on the back of this to increase the. We didn't want to blind anyone, so. Um, but they last forever, and we've hung them here, we've hung them there, we've hung them vertically, uh, we've had them under shelves, we've now got them under hanging by zip ties for our, our basil racks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're nice and versatile. Um, but anyway, so we end up building a whoops, uh, basil rack. Um, so these are the NFT, Nutrient Film Technique troughs. Um, that we got from the, the guy who was going out of business. Um, this, so they have holes. You can buy them without the holes. You can put your own holes in. Uh, you got to buy the, the trough, the cap, and then you glue the, uh, the PVC 90 on there. Um, these things slip on, but you absolutely have to caulk the bejeebas out of it to make sure you're not getting leaks. Okay? So you got to put caulk on the ends and on the inside crevices, push it in there and make sure it stays, and then see, because you know, we did a pretty good job. I think we only had one yeah, yeah. out of all the ones we did. Well, we learned the hard way. Yeah. yeah. That's you, apparently the only way we learned. But, but even this, you could do this out of uh, half a PVC pipe. You could do aluminum gutter. We, we bought these with just simply so you could at least get the concept going. You, water goes in one end and comes out the other. It doesn't take much of a difference in terms of height uh, for the water to go. Um, of course, it depends on the level of your floor. And so then you end up with, with those. I've um, seen guys take the, the plastic, the PVC gutters, okay, melt the end, fold it over and melt it in, and then put a, a downspout essentially, and, and go to the next level. I mean, it can be that cheap, okay? It doesn't have to be. And these aren't terribly expensive. I'll show you the cost for some of these in a minute. Uh, so this is our, our system here. Now, this is our Rack 1.0. Uh, and so this is just, you know, us uh, refabricating it and putting it together. Not hard. Uh, uh, this is the manifold here, and uh, again, you know, tweaking it, getting a fine tune. You want to put a wrench on there or something so you can have a little more leverage so you can get it, dial it in. Um, so, yeah, this is what we were talking about. We got about $18,000 worth of stuff for about $3,000 and a letter of donation. The letter of donation goes, a, a, it, that's, that's a, a tool you want to be able to yield because it doesn't cost you anything. Um, and uh, people who have a business uh, see that as, as, as a write-off. Um, so each, each rack, four, four tiers, six troughs, about ten uh, plants each trough. Lights, again, most expensive component. So this is roughly what it would cost you to build one. Uh, I looked online for the pieces. Here are the NFT channels. Um, um, but again, there's a, there's a whole oh, lot of yeah, this, 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 Yeah, this is not the only way to skin this cat. We this simply because we had it. Right, and it, and yeah. We fell into it. Uh, one of my students found it um, on Craigslist when he was doing part of another project. Yeah. He was doing some cannabis research. Yeah. yeah. I didn't ask any questions. When it benefits us, we don't. No, yeah, no, typically not. Right. Uh, so this is just a setting up the next. Oopsie. There we go. Um, so we built another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we needed more. Because what's better than one is two. Uh, so the, the, the basil is growing like gangbusters right now. Um, we're actually, <laughs> uh, we've had it going for since about May, June, for these guys, yeah. June. Uh, and now the roots have gotten so extensive that it's impeding the flow, and now we're starting to get parts of where the water is starting to flow out. But in our infinite wisdom, um, when we hung the lights, we, we zip-tied it around the top. And, you know, if you put a zip-tie over the top of this, it does a nice job of holding the, the lights. 
but it does make it difficult to take this lid off to get at the roots. Because, see, learn from other people's mistakes. Um, anyway, so that's a little, little problem we're going to be. We made, it too, we made it too wide. We, it, it was fine for me to reach in where there were no. Well, yeah, you got the arms of a spider monkey. You can, you can reach in, it's no problem. Yeah. And then we didn't put them on. The, the kids came through and evaluated that was a problem. We should go. Yep. We, we got to keep going. Okay, so. Um, well, stop right there once. Right. Go, go back. Back. Because that's kind of our progression. You can kind of see that was our towers, and then all of a sudden our basil racks started it producing, and, and and now we've got a fair amount of basil. So we're out hustling basil when we're not teaching. No. Uh, we're selling, selling basil. We're calling it basil. Yeah. Uh, so I had the kids in the ag science work harvesting on this thing and, and for about four weeks before we issued the challenge, the basil rack 2.0. And their job, they were tasked with designing a better product. You know, that's how things go. Uh, it's, you make something, there's always the prototype, and then, you know, what's better than the prototype? Well, the 2.0 version. Um, and so they had to make a presentation. So this is one of the kids, well, one group, Rack 2.0. Um, I had them estimate what, estimate what it costs for us to build our rack. And they were pretty close. Um, they did a pretty good job. Kids have no idea what this stuff costs. They have no clue. Uh, I had to have the IT guy turn off the block uh, for those class periods uh, so they could actually go to Amazon and go to Home Depot Menards you know, uh, via the Internet because normally it's shut down because otherwise they're doing that instead of, you know. Um, they pointed out it's difficult to reach uh, plants that grow into the light. We were trying to optimize for space. Uh, so they had to draw sketches. Um, they came up with adjustable lights, uh, mylar boards. So have the mylar put on boards so you can just take it off and get it out of the way instead of fighting with it. Um, wheels, okay? And then they had to come up and show every part that was in there. Um, these guys did the same sort of thing, uh, explained why, what the problem was. Um, they did a nice drawing. And what I like about they did is they, they pointed everything, put their pieces on there, and you know, did a nice little presentation this way. Okay, um, they had their, their costs. I'm just going to roll. Now, this is the thing that they, they missed. Um, they figured there's only 12 feet of light in there. Well, and it's weird, but they've, I've had other projects where they forget. It's not just 12 feet of light. It's 12 feet of light and 12 feet of light and 12 feet of light every, every row. So we talked about that, and that was a, you know, a price. But, but as long as you're on it, you can find grow lights reasonably priced. Mm -hmm. that, that's a yeah. set. It's a set of, yep. I think, those... those uh, I, mm, I, don't I don't know. No, I think those are the four-foot ones. Anyway. But, but, but if we're talking about light, now all of a sudden they've gone to full spectrum. Right. So now you can't find the red it's, 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 it's harder so, to find the pinky ones now. So now they're selling full spectrum. So one of our racks is full spectrum. Right. One of them's on blue and red. And we have not been able to see any real difference, not, but we haven't put any specifics Statistics on it yet. Uh, yeah. But it did sort of get us to beg the question mm -hmm. of, as we continue putting projects in front, does, does, it, does it make a difference? Right. Because right. one of the other aspects of this now um, is the kids start doing research is they're starting to look and going, oh, this whole idea of adding far red, there's a whole other component that these lights don't cover, that beyond the 700 nanometers, and so now we bought some, some far red light we want to start to introduce that and to see what kind of aspect that, that's going to have. But we're also at high in the high school. Um, my where do you get it? Amazon. Amazon. You can get a, like a, like a, I think we bought, you know, instead of thinking about it, it was more than 75 feet. I think it was 150 feet. I, I don't know, but it's, it's like a it's, widow's oil. Every yeah. time you go to the box, it's, it's like, still there. It still has some there. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is our, our, our cart that we put the basil rack on. I would suggest doing that part first because when you fill those things with water, Funny thing about water is it always rolls downhill. And in order to get that basil rack on there, you have to tip up one end, and, you know, the, it, it was a mess. This but, is where you have to really have a lot of love for your facility people because they're <laughs> going to be mopping up behind you. They, they know every time we work because every time we work, there's puddles laying all over. And our nutrient water looks like uh, blood. Blood. So it looks. It, it, you walk in, it looks like something horrible happened. Yeah, it looks like uh, you've sacrificed a goat. <laughs> so this is our, our shipping container, Freight Farm. Um, we'll come back to a video if we have time, but just to give you an idea, um, 
uh, what other options we have uh, for, for study topics. Yeah, this, I, I, I get a daily email from Horticulture, and I put, I put a link in there, and they have, you know, from around the world. And the amount of jobs growing in the ag industry in either greenhouses, which are either soil-based or, or hydroponic, is ever-increasing. The varieties of, of uh, species is increasing. Uh, they're they're crossbreeding some things. They're they're making them uh, taking some of that insect resistance because when you're inside, you don't have to fight that. So we don't have the herbicides, pesticides. Uh, you can watch the water. You can change your nutrients as they're as they're going. And so this was just one that now I think there's about six or seven different plug types. And one of the things that one of the kids brought up to us is when we use the rock wool, we have a tougher time controlling pH than when we use the... the, the, the coconut and the, and the herb. Peat. Yeah, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. And, and now there's some that you know, tend to be 100% sustainable and some are peat-free. Um, so th that's a simple, simple one that you could start, start there. But the kids are always amazed at the amount of roots. And uh, uh, as we were talking uh, earlier, uh, before we got started, it, it, we take it for granted that a lot of kids have planted stuff, worked in gardens. Now maybe you're in more rural, they, they do. But for our kids, um, they're mm. absolutely clueless. I mean, they look at the pile of that roots and just go, they, they can't hardly believe it. You, you see them kind of pulling and pulling because out of the tower, the tower's maybe five foot and it's in the bottom of the tank already. So it's got five, six foot of root on there. And, and some of the kids are just absolutely kind of, a, they just can't quite wrap their mind around it. So sometimes you take, you, you miss the simple mm -hmm. aspects of it. Oh, this is, yeah, I forgot yeah, to put that the, in the, the par values, we have a, one of the things we, we purchase is a par meter, and it tells you photosynthetically active range. Um, and you'll, when you start looking at it, it's from veneer, yep. uh, so it's, it's I, if I had to guess, it's like 250 bucks. Um, but it tells you what your par value is for your lights. And obviously, it's, it's, it's a way of measuring how many photons of light are getting to the plants. Okay, You can have a really bright light, but if it's not in the right range, it won't increase the plant's ability to grow. So if you get the grow lights, they're supposed to put out only that type. Um, but the closer it is, the more intense it is. Or the more lights you have, the more intense they are. So it, it, it you know... Um, so this is the... And this is, I think, came out of the University of Utah. There's a professor there that's been operating for 30 years on NASA funding. Um, and he started this work a couple years ago on far red. And the, 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 the stuff coming out of there really makes, makes a good argument for including some far red. Now, what that means is like the, our par value and some of the things that we're using to measure aren't going to pick it up because it, we, we don't we, pick we that up. 700, right. and this is looking for that sweet spot of I think around 730, if I had a guess, but certainly under 750. Um, and then now he's starting to ask, well, does it vary from plant to plant? Does it vary what when they get the far red? They need far red. So you can see all of the potential questions that you could start to to come out at least. I am, and so now all of a sudden, either in chemistry or physics, if I start to put more emphasis on that light unit, we could do some projects that then coincide with sort of the ag science part of it, and so we'd get a nice, a nice connection between those. This was another one, uh, color. This, this is a greenhouse covered in, in uh, magenta wrapping, uh, but you could certainly do that with a, a tote. You could certainly do color changes. Uh, in whatever small aspect you're doing. A lot of these trays come 6 by 6 or 12. We brought some of the bigger ones, but a, a lot of these trays you can set up and you could be doing multiple studies. You don't have to have, you know, a gazillion. You, you could have a couple of racks in the, mm -hmm. in the window. You don't even need the window because you can put the, right. the lights on. But, um, I, I just went through and just started listing a whole bunch of others that, that you could do. Um, and, and we're sort of just on the tip of the iceberg of it. We're just sort of getting comfortable enough with it now that we kind of feel we can start to expand out. The kids are getting better at asking questions. Yep. Uh, Brian talked about the spinach project. Um, spinach hydroponically is really, really difficult to get going. Um, we've got a couple groups that are, are, are really showing kind of some problems. Mm -hmm. But then there were some weird things. Um, adding hydrogen peroxide to the water. Um, even even early in their germination, 
um, the amount of blue light makes a significant difference. And so there, there were a number of uh, things yeah. that came out of their study. That was that was a that was really good because I think I mean they learned something I did too. They you kept know, thinking so. we know. And yeah, that's the fun part of this. <laughs> yeah. they think we know everything and we don't know squat about. I had stuff. last year we were doing it. I had a kid go. Well, don't you know? And I said, do you have any idea how many times I've done this? I go, guess. He goes, ten? I go, one. Like, once. This is it. You know, what? Yeah. Oh, yep. How did you hydrogen peroxide Because um, it adds oxygen to the right. water. Oxygen in the water is, uh, is, is, especially when you're doing the, the deep water cultures, you've got to put a decent size aerator in there to, 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 to keep them going. Otherwise, the, Otherwise, the roots rot. The, back, yeah, actually, the anaerobic bacteria grows in there too much, and then it depletes, and then the roots just rot. I think one of the other things we added was uh, we've added UV uh, Oh, UV sterilizer, yeah. yeah. And then we use a couple different products to sterilize the water. Xeritol. Um, we, don't, we don't let the kids play no. with it. That, 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 a that's drop, and next thing you know, your skin's turning white, and it really burns. So that, that, that's not probably a grammar school, uh, certainly under... Generally, Brian or I do it. It's just it's just too potential for disaster. Mm -hmm. um, although if the kids do it, you know they, they generally have a little more safety equipment on. Um, again, you could compare and contrast different fertilizers. So this was the last slide I, or last thing I just added. This was one that was uh, they were I think in Switzerland. I think this group is, and they're making fertilizer out of uh, waste from the paper industry. Um, and it's been out, I think they've been doing research for about six months now. Um, that sort of just kind of came out of nowhere. And it's like, well, that sort of makes sense to me. Um, next for us, we would really kind of like to do some aquaponics. And you could do this again in a fish aquarium. Uh, you could do it large scale, small scale. Um, neither Brian and I really care that much for fish. Um, yeah. We're always worried about them going south on us, and then, then what have you got? But this, the chemistry behind this is really unique, because now you're taking the fish waste, and you're going from ammonia to nitrite to nitrate, and then the plants take it up. And so keeping, keeping that balance, um, so that, that adds to it a whole other dimension that I think would really liven up chemistry a little bit. Um, and then, then you, you've got your, your, your fish side. So, what I did here is I just tried to grab, this one comes out of, I think, the Netherlands. This, this cabinet's kind of expensive. I didn't realize it was going to be quite that much when we went, but I thought, oh. Uh, they were trying to sell them to, like, restaurants where they would grow their herbs, uh, and, the, and the chef would just come out and simply cut them, and they'd be out front someplace. And so it's designed to be kind of a display model, yet uh, we're growing fresh stuff here. Um, does it make a nice research cabinet? Yeah, because it's self-contained. Uh, so you could vary some things and go side by side. Uh, this is probably a little more to the you know university college type, unless you get just the right donor. A lot of these systems that I put in here towards the end were ones that I thought you could easily start with in a grammar school um, to to home, and so these things vary all over in price. Um, some of them include the lights, so be careful when you're when you're looking at them. But you can kind of see the. You know, some are vertical. These, these are a little more tray-oriented. Um, and keep in mind that, you know, when they sell you this, yes, the plants will grow with just one little band of light. But the par value, my guess, is on these, it's pretty pretty low. Uh, you may have to make a supplement. Or maybe that's a perfect ex experiment where you buy one, leave it as stock, and then you modify. But if you you're know. sitting in the lower grades and you just want to mm -hmm. get going, yeah. you, you can boost this thing up. You mm -hmm. can put some supplemental lights on yeah. the side. You can More change power. the lights out. It, 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 I don't yeah. I, I'm lucky because if we could decide to do something, Brian's been able to kind of create it. And so uh, PDC has been sort of our go-to medium because mm -hmm. we're doing it with wet. Here's a, here's a couple more. This one's got a nice wooden cabinet at the bottom to kind of hide the stuff. Put so this in your living room. that one at home. Um, the tower garden, we've really liked the tower garden. Yeah, there was a, they're, they're good workhorses, yep. We were really on a bubblegum budget, so we used um, tinfoil. Yeah. Is there anything oh. horrible about that? No. Mylar doesn't crinkle as bad as tinfoil, so that and, and we were able to buy it longer. Well, it was, yeah, we can get a four-foot-wide sheet, and it's, it's, it's nicer to 
work with maybe. I don't know, but tinfoil should work fine. You're yeah. spreading it out. All you're looking yeah. is for something, something to reflect. reflect the, That's the, it. The light. Yeah. We've had yeah. kids ask, well, how can we don't put more black on the, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, we'll paint more white. Or, and we have gone to a lot of white to keep, <coughs> to keep things reflecting. But the tower gardens have been extremely rugged for us. They grow, what is it, five? 20. 20 plants? Four no, plants? 20, uh, 20, 25. 25 plants? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. But, but they've held up. We, we yeah. put them in and out of the dishwasher. Yeah. This is a great website. Uh, this guy's got a lot of uh, science background. You can get a lot of interest, uh, you know, in terms of making your own nutrient if you want to. Um, it, it just, I probably go to it maybe, I don't know, once or twice a month when we're getting started. This is a daily newsletter, uh, and a lot of times I even we share this with the kids because we'll, we'll look at the number of jobs, the number of different countries, what they're doing. Uh, it, it's hugely greenhouse-oriented, but there is a fair amount of, of aquaculture and uh, uh, hydroponics as well in, in a, of that self and so from a career standpoint if you're not familiar with Vernier, Vernier makes science equipment uh, a lot of testing equipment for chemistry, physics um, so we test uh, pH and electrical conductivity on a daily basis these little probes here I think they're 15 bucks each they 12, 12 bucks each maybe and they're fine you just gotta, and what's nice is you know what Every once in a while, we have to recalibrate them. So I show the kids how to recalibrate and why. What's happening? How do these work? And so I can explain how they work and why you have to recalibrate them. And you know, you test them in the in the buffers or the standards. You know, um, and so the kids, you know, they own that. Then they can, and they'll make sure they use the same one over and over again, and so they get the consistent readings. And then we check. You know, so now for us, the, the Vernier stuff, we were using it in chemistry, we were using it, well, in chemistry in this case. And so we had already had this, and so it, it made perfect sense for mm -hmm. me. So generally, the chemistry kids will use more of these probes, whereas the egg science kids will use more of the, 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 the lower expense. Uh, just simply go. This is a, is a great uh, resource. This Upstart University has got all kinds of classes. Um, you can take them at, at, your, at your own pace. They're relatively inexpensive. Um, I've taken a few just because I wanted to get a flavor from it. Um, I've shared this with a couple of students that uh, are, are expressing more interest and in, in just, it's like, well, here's a great place to kind of get started. They kind of go soup to nuts. Um, wait, I think I have another one in there. Oh, oh there's Johnny's Seeds. That's where we get our seeds from. Um. They're, the nice thing about their catalog is, whether it's online or paper, is they also tell you whether it's hydroponic. Right. And so they've got a little more experience in making sure, and we get really pretty decent yeah. germination mm -hmm. rates from them. So it's not like you're just buying a lot of seeds. Um, these were two late books that just probably in the last two weeks came across. Um, I just started reading this one. Um, so I, I don't have enough to uh, experience with it. I bought this one. This one is a real trip, this plant empowerment. This one uh, treats the plants as if they're little, uh, little factories. And uh, it gets into a whole lot of ways of, 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 of how to get your little factory to, to work better. Um, it, it's pretty deep. Um, Higher level. So that one's going to take me a little bit to, to get through. Another thing that uh, I think you should be on the lookout is, is, is for grants. Um, look, we're all in the same boat. We don't have enough money. Um, a lot of times when funders or donors know what you're doing and why you're doing it, they become way more interested in it. Um, we, we get a lot of donated money uh, for, the, for the program from a variety of different people. And it's not all just huge, huge donations. Right. You know, it can be 50 to 100 bucks. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes the difference between having a few more lights or not having a few more lights. And we always keep a wish list at the ready so that if somebody says, do you guys need anything, it's an easy question to answer because we always do need something. Yeah. Uh, For us, it's mostly to, lights. To, to push, and it's mostly lights mm -hmm. because lights are a limiting factor. Uh, we're we're going to go back, but we'd be remiss if we didn't, uh, you know, thank our principal and head of school, mm -hmm. uh, Lance Davids. They, they've both been extremely patient, would be the best word. Yep. Uh, they certainly have supported it, and they certainly uh, have, has, have gotten behind it. Yeah. Um, Without that, it makes it a little more difficult yeah. to, to You can get your administrators on board, and, and I think they will if they see what you're going to do. Uh, it, it, it works out pretty nicely. Uh, I run back to, to the free farm thing? Yeah, I, I, are, there, are there questions? Yeah, if you got questions, slide you just want keep to, throwing them out. To go to? Because we did, we did great for time. But that's a shipping container, so it's, it, 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 it comes, 
In this case, they're about 120 grand. We didn't spend anywhere near that, but we did spend a lot of time putting some loving care back in. Ileana Farms drew out of the Ileana Science Department's desire to get kids to do science and not just learn about science. Doing science includes things like developing 21st century skills like communication, collaboration, problem solving, entrepreneurship, and stewardship. While doing all these things, we are also determined to advance Ileana's new vision statement of developing a passion for God, people, and the world. Ileana Farms helps students understand creation in practical ways that illustrate our dependence on God, our creator, and sustainer. While students learn about creation, they practice ways of helping to satisfy physical hunger as well as witnessing to satisfy spiritual hunger. By using Ileana Farms, we can also show our students ways to be good stewards of their environment. We're standing outside on a cold, cloudy winter day looking at the Ileana Farms freight farm. We had a couple inches of snow last night, and it's about 26 degrees outside. Not a great day for growing leafy greens. Outside, that is. So let's take a look inside. Inside the freight farm, it's a balmy 68 degrees with a relative humidity of about 61%, which is just about perfect for only leafy greens. As we look at the entrance of the freight farm, here we can see the control center of our farm, our Agritech programmable climate control monitoring and dosing system. From here we can set, monitor, and adjust every aspect of the environment, the pH, nutrient values, humidity, and temperature. While the heat for the farm is provided by the LED grow lights, the AC unit above helps maintain optimum growing temperatures. Next, we see the CO2 emitter that helps to feed the plants and our nutrient reservoirs. As the plants grow, they transpire more and humidity levels rise, so the dehumidifier removes excess water vapor from the air and returns it to the nutrient tank. Next, we see the pH and nutrient dosing pumps. Sensors monitor the pH and nutrient levels, and as plants take nutrients out of the water, the nutrients can be pumped back in and the pH adjusted. As we look down the farm, we can see the 256 vertical towers. At the time of this video, we have approximately 1,300 heads of leafy greens growing. Each tower can hold 10 plants, giving us the ability to hold about 2,500 plants at a maximum capacity. Currently, we're producing about 600 heads of leafy greens per week. So that's basically how it goes with the... Uh, so the, the, the vertical farm is, is nothing more than a fence post. We've got some, some foam in there, and then there's a piece of fabric inside. That holds so the water. the water comes down through the top, that plug, and put them at about the 4 to 45 degree angle. And so the plants just constantly get watered. It runs into troughs, troughs to the back, and the process continues again. So. Uh, as the plants grow and develop, we can augment and change the water, you know, the amount of water they're getting. Um, it, it, it's, yeah. it's a self-contained deal, it, but, it, but it, it's, it, again, you don't have to have right, that right. to do the project. This is, this is just, the, yeah, this is the extreme end, uh, but the concepts are all the same. Uh, they just have it more automated, um, and you can get it pretty automated. I mean, we've got timers in our lights and pumps even on their stuff here. Yep. Summer. Yeah, uh, that's us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we get we get some we get yeah. some student help because yeah. we can get some service hours, mm -hmm. and some of the kids either are taking or have taking. Um, they figure it's a great way to coax us into a, maybe a little special note on the on the college recommendation letters, which is in fact true. Uh, but a lot of times during the summer it, it's down to us. So sometimes like this year we let it kind of wane and then we brought it back up because it takes a while for the plants to get. To, to that point. So right. July we started planting again and then by uh, mid-August we're transferring them into the farm and the farm's got a nursery in it so we can start plants and they get water. So it's pr fairly automated and it even comes to my phone so I know when the water's turned on, it's turned off, if it's low water, high low, pH, EC, CO2, so all of those things come to my phone and, and I only live half a mile away it's that. I should walk yeah, so um, all this is really great, and I see where it's very applicable for like middle and high school. I'm more like a lower elementary end. Would you suggest doing one of those like little home kits or something? I would, to for start? something like that, let the kids, you know, you can make them out of, out of little totes yeah. and just get some of those lights like that. They, yeah. yeah, that's, I, that's like show them what the seed looks like, and then show them what the plant looks like. You can't because you're yeah. their own, their own light. 
Yeah. It has to be in the summer. We did okay. these racks right here. They're perfect for that. Okay. Like she, uh, the science teacher here is that, that they've got lights there. I can see it. They're just not on right now. Yeah. But you can set up a hydroponic system in that, uh, like a little deep water culture thing. It works, yeah. works great. Okay. Um, we have, I'm a third, fourth grade teacher, and we have it in the window. Huh? But my question is, because I'm really cheap, I bring in horse manure. Are they doing something horrible? No, we haven't done that one. For, for hydroponics? Yeah. Oh, I haven't tried that. I've got no. a horse. We got ammo. Yeah, we haven't had fire a shot yet. Yeah. Right off my horse, Brian. <laughs> this would go. be perfect. Ranger yeah. Danger could be right on. <laughs> That's a whole other seminar. Yeah. Yeah. Got a horse with some slight issues, and you two can oh yeah. Did, did um, thank you guys for coming. You can keep asking questions, but if anybody needs me to sign their papers, or hey, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys.